Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Okay, so today's episode of the podcast is a little bit of a special one, and I am going to, before we dive in, just preface what this is about, because it's a little bit different to my normal solo podcast episodes. This episode today is featuring an incredible guest speaker who did a live masterclass training on her topic of expertise in our Badass and Bulletproof Mastermind. So this podcast episode has been pulled directly from one of those guest sessions within the mastermind that went live, you know, between 2021-2022. So just to let you know, that's why this one sounds a little bit different. It's very much more of that conversation piece and you may actually hear some conversations back and forth with the mastermind participants and some questions that they've asked in there as well. But cool. Awesome. So hi everyone, I am so excited for this chat today. We have heard, if you were in the Elite Membership last year or the year before, you would have heard from Rhiannon already. Now, sorry, actually, let me double check. Rhiannon, is that, am I saying it right? Rihanna. Rihanna, no, that's the thing. Rihanna, yeah. I have, <laughs> between like all nine of my kids' therapists, like three of them are called Rhiannon, Rihanna, Brianna, Brianon. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. That's so good. <laughs> awesome. So I'm so excited to have her here. She was our guest speaker a little while ago for, I think, was it journaling or meditation? Yeah. You came into the session. Journaling, first. I think. Yep. Yeah. And so what happened is um, we're talking about wealth personalities this month, and I have been watching the content that you've been putting out on Instagram, loving all of it. And so I said to my team, Mom, we have to get her. We have to come and get her to come and speak on this. So for anyone who didn't get to meet you in the last sessions, could you tell us a little bit about your story and how you ended up here where you are today? Sure. Um, so it was probably in 2020, I think that I, um, well, I hit rock bottom. So I was a, a government worker. I worked in, at a council and I had done for 14 years. Um, and I was a mum of two young boys. I still am a mum of two young boys, but they were younger then. Um, and I just had got to the point where life had just seemed like, um, you know, on paper, I had everything. I had, you know, a good paying job. I had the house with the, you know, picket fence almost. Um, I had the the partner. I had the kids. I had everything. Um, but I was just um, desperately unhappy at that point in time. And, um, you know, so I went on this whole, I'm really condensing it here, but I went on this whole personal <laughs> discovery journey which involved me um, starting by doing NLP and NLP training which is um, neuro-linguistic programming and that's all about learning about the language of the mind how we essentially can hold ourselves stuck just by creating our own, own rules in the way we think um, and from there I just went on to do some more training and did hypnotherapy training and yeah I basically um, I think it was the year last year I blew up my whole life essentially I 
quit the job. I ended a relationship. I, I've still got my kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's no getting rid of them, is there? I can't get rid of them. Um, but yeah, I started my business full time and yeah, I just haven't really looked back. So uh, I guess I now I help women in similar situations among other things um, in that, uh, you know, helping them free themselves from ourselves, I guess, from the way we think, from the way we, you know, how we hold ourselves stuck. Um, for no reason like we are infinite beings um, but our mind the way we think and you know our past just affects everything and you know that would come into play with everything that you teach women as well no doubt around money and abundance and all that type of stuff it's like we hold ourselves back so that's what I'm here to help women in life in general yeah Yeah, it's like it's not (laughs) the Facebook strategy it's not actually the colors on your Instagram feed it's actually like all here Anyway, it's yeah. so funny, isn't it? So it sounds like you've had a really intense year. I have. <laughs> uh, this this year has been a little bit less dramatic, but um, it, yeah, I'm still I've still been going through my own sort of changes and integrations, um, but it's slowly calming down for me. And you know, over the course of this year, I guess just leading into what we will be talking about is like I've really um embraced and started embodying um the the feminine energy because um you know i back in the day when i was stuck i I realized i was really stuck in my masculine energy as well so you know it was for me it was all about trying to control everything and keep up with the boys and you know all that type of stuff and even the way i dressed has changed dramatically as i've started to embody my feminine energy but um everything just feels a whole lot easier and a lot more in flow um, having I guess stepped down a little bit from the masculine energy but we can talk about that some more what do you think it makes it so hard for women to they're almost like I I feel like I don't know a lot about this I'm starting to I want to learn more I'm like desperately searching for books and podcasts on it I've only become aware of it through my own relationship stuff where I'm just like, I'm just like masculining all over the place and causing all these problems. But is is it, do you think it's more of like a bigger society, social economic thing where women are just actually terrified of being seen as feminine? I've realized like I will cringe at the being seen as a feminine woman. I'm just like, I'm not weak. And it's like, why are we so messed up with this? It's true. And so I guess the, the, again condensing the story is like masculine and feminine energy right is very different but then it's also about recognizing that men and women are very different and that's okay so you know often we've been conditioned now to think that we need to be like men to be successful actually we don't but um, looking at history you know I think it I don't know the exact dates but back in the 50s or 60s it's like women started to have to be more masculine to to fight for equality, I guess it was. So, you know, they started to be able to study. They started to be able to get better jobs. Um, They started to realise, oh, shit, we can be bosses and, and, you know, leaders and things like that. So they thought to do that, which it worked for a while, is like, well, we have to be more masculine. And they did at the time. And as they've rised in their masculinity, like, um, you know, they um, women have succeeded, but now it's, now it's, coming out that because we've all adopted such masculine energy there's been a lot of um, other problems that are coming up particularly in women's bodies the way you know dysfunction disease is starting to show up in women's bodies because we've been too masculine our bodies aren't designed to be masculine like we've got a womb (laughs) we've got 
breasts you know most of us do so we're meant to be feminine women that's what we're designed to be soft right yeah. um but we're we're all about getting hard and strong to to keep up with the men and it's it's causing problems so it's about recognizing that men and women can be different but even when a woman is feminine it doesn't mean she's weak and that well, that was my thing as well it's like no i can't be feminine that means i'm weak no <laughs> there's so much more to femininity than than just the weakness that I think we've probably been brought up to think feminine women are. Yeah. And I was saying, I got interviewed in a podcast a little while ago and asking about like the angry feminist type of archetype we've got at the moment. And it's like, I think after hundreds of thousands of years of the kind of like oppression stuff that we've had going on, it's yeah. almost like we've had to go so extreme in the opposite direction. Like, so burn the fucking patriarchy down to then, to then get to a place where we're like healing and we're like, okay. I can allow myself to feel rage, but I can also wear a skirt and it's not like the worst thing. I feel like we've just gone from one extreme. We're like over hypercompensating to heal and have that strength. And then then now we're starting to talk about like, okay, let's come back into what we as women want without having to prove anything to anyone. No, that's right. And and it's 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 happened to the men as well, but men have gone the opposite way. So as women have um, risen in their masculinity, men have actually dropped in their masculinity. And now we have all these feminine men, you know, wimps, if you want to call them that or whatever, men who can't actually make a decision because they've stepped up in their feminine energy because it was seen to be bad for men to be masculine. But actual fact, women love masculine men as long as they're in their healthy masculinity. You know, it's not about aggression. It's not about, um, you know, power play. It's actually just about a man being masculine and stepping up and, and leading the way. So naturally men are um you know leaders they are here to make decisions they are here to you know drive us forward women are naturally nurturers they're naturally the supportive role they're naturally more collaborative and empathetic it doesn't mean they can't be leaders or bosses or anything like that it just means they're naturally more you know in that supportive role to the man um, so that comes out in in business, um, but then it also shows up in our home life. You said you know it's coming up in your you know your relationship, and it's huge. Women yeah. have this thing where they need to be in control of everything, including their man, and it's not working. <laughs> like it's causing so many problems um, for so many most problems. people. So many, and and you know what happens when that happens over time, which is happening with a lot of women that I see now. It's like the passion is dying uh, in the relationship, right? It's like men are naturally attractive to feminine women and this might sound you know old school but this is what's happening men are naturally attracted to feminine women women are naturally attracted to masculine man yet now we've got the opposite so there's no good sex happening or anything happening because it's like yep i can't bother he's not masculine he's not making me feel safe he's not you know all of that and the man's just like well she's you know, too butch or what? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I want you to decide what to make for dinner. I'll make it. And then I just want to be completely railed. I don't want to have to start. I don't have to niche. Like I will, I will do everything if you take control of the situation. It's an interesting dynamic for people to have a conversation about. I think the more we realize okay, I'm not the only person going through this. Yeah. Oh, lots. And so you've got to be able to surrender for him to stand up, step up, but he's got to be able to step up for you to surrender. So it's almost got to happen simultaneously because it's like if you're surrendering and he's not holding you or stepping up, it's like, oh, fuck, no one's there. 
I've got to now step up again as in my masculine energy and take control because he's not doing it. Yeah. And I feel like what people don't realize and what I've just come to realize recently is that like what we think is a mothering feminine energy of like taking care of everything and taking care of everyone is actually that masculinity like over controlling. And what we do is we turn these men in our lives into essentially other children because we're just handling everything. It's like, honey, where are my keys? And it's like, I don't know, where are your keys? But instead we're like, I'll be there. I'll just find it for you. We're like babying these men. So they're turning into babies and then they're not feeling fulfilled in themselves because they're not having like the actual purpose of providing and and keeping everyone safe. Like they're ignoring their instinct. We're ignoring our instincts. Everyone's miserable. No one talks about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's a huge thing. But I think if women, so women are naturally the ones that usually start the, you know, the healing type work, it just happens. And I, I think my internet's dropping out just for a second. Hopefully it will come back. Hopefully it will come back, whether I'm frozen or um, Rianne's frozen, I'm not sure. Like, like uh, you know, if you've got need that much control, he's just, he's going to be a man child. He's just going to sit there and do nothing. So don't complain when he just sits there and does nothing because you're not letting him do anything, right? So it's like if we can relax even just a little bit, they'll step up a little bit and then relax a little bit more, then they'll step up. Eventually it's going to get to the point where everything feels a bit easier, but it's hard. Like it's really hard. And, you know, you said even before the feminine energy, you associated it with being weak and I did too. But, um, you know, I, I started posting on Facebook about, I haven't finished actually, but the 11 feminine archetypes that there are, when we're in our feminine energy, it doesn't mean that we have to be the soft, weak nurturer. That's just one side of feminine energy. There's like so much in it when you start to when you start to do the research. Yeah, that's very I'm exciting. And I'm, I, I'm at that point where I'm like starting to do the research. I'm realizing that this has more impact over everything yeah. than I ever thought possible. And recently the shift from um, asking my husband to quit his job because my two companies yeah. are growing so well, he hated his job. So he was like, yeah, cool, I'm out. Um, but then it was that conversation of like, okay, well, I'll handle all the business stuff, but yeah. I need to be in my masculine, like 30, like all day long, like 30 hours a week. That is my thing. So in our relationship, I can't touch that energy. I need to completely put it away. And so it's been a big learning curve for us. Like he's had to figure out how to do food shopping, get the kids to appointments, <laughs> how to manage things. I love that. And it still comes out like, what's for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. What's for dinner? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this is role reversal. We're learning a lot, but it is like. Yeah, stuff constantly pops up and then you have to go, wait a minute, what is that? Figure it out and move to the next So for someone who, like, this is the very first time that they're hearing about even Mm -hmm. anything called feminine and masculine energy, how would you describe them and give them a bit of an education on that? Um, So how would I describe it? So feminine energy. So men and women, it doesn't actually matter what gender you are. So each person has feminine and masculine energy and deep within our core you know, we are naturally more of one or the other. So most women, not all, most women are more naturally feminine at their deepest core. And and that means that they, um, you know, they, well, how do you describe feminine energy? It's, it's just so big that I have to think about that. But feminine at the core, women need to feel safe. They need to feel supported. They need to feel, um, they need to feel like, um, you know, they've, Someone's there for them and it's usually usually the man, right, in a relationship. That's the main things in it. They need to feel safe. They need to feel supported because deep at their, their essence, they're, they're feminine and they are the supporting role. Um, 
the masculine energy is all about taking control, not control, I don't like that word, taking leadership or leading. Um, It's all about making assertive decisions. It's all about, you know, structure and drive. So when you're in business, it's important to have obviously some of that masculine energy because you need your structure, you need your drive, you need your that. But a lot, of, a lot of women in business are also suffering because they're not actually letting any of the flow happen. So I've just gone off topic a bit again, but it's led into business. We, we this um, is the space for tangents. So it's so good. there's magic in the tangents. That's what we my say. My brain goes a bit like everywhere sometimes. Yep. But yeah, when you're in business, you need the structure, right? But you're also, if you're a woman, why not embrace some, some of your femininity as well, which is about flow. It's about um what else is it about in business it's about also not hustling all of the time so for women you know we've been conditioned to think that we need to work nine to five or we need to work shit loads of hours when you're in business to succeed but actually women do better when they um you know they're more in tune with their cycle and when they're more in tune with their energy levels so men are linear in their energy levels they reset every day with their hormones and that's the masculine energy every day they get this new boost of energy Women are monthly. We obviously go with our cycle. We go with our moons, uh, you know, with the moon. So that's the feminine energy. So we'll have a whole week where we've just got no energy. So if you can, you know, set your business up or your work month up to suit your cycle, which I used to cringe about as well. I'd be like, ew, that's weird. But (laughs) but if you can be a little more supportive of yourself when you're going through, you know, your, your People get period pains and all that type of stuff. It's like if you're going to keep pushing through that, you're actually not listening to your body. You need rest or you need something during that period of time to embrace, you know, who you are as a woman. Um, And we've seen that as a disadvantage. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, no, my internet no, 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 must be dropping in and out. I've been to have people coming to look at the disc on the roof in the next few days. So I think I'll, I'll too. try and make sure I um, freeze in a really attractive face. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone can grab a quick screenshot of me looking so glamorous. Sorry about that. <laughs> We're doing it again. Oh, no. <laughs> Amazing. Hopefully, hopefully. Well, I'm, I'm going right. round and round. So just ask any questions and I'll keep bringing it back to what you keep asking. Okay, cool. So we've, we've actually had a hormone cycle expert come in a couple of months ago, Jane LeRae from Beautiful Body Society, and she did a big educational talk on hormone cycle, which is great. But like you said, it's something that I'm still like, being a woman is so inconvenient. I don't want a uterus. I don't want to, like, it's so, depending. it feels like it doesn't fit with modern society. And I feel like there needs to be a big shift in the online women in business space where we can actually go like, maybe business is a bit more like art. There's no rules in art. Maybe we can just make it up ourselves instead of following these bro hustle business mm-hmm. coaches out there that tell us like 16 hour days, you're a piece of shit. It's like, no, maybe it doesn't look that way. That's exactly right. And it's just about re-educating and, and, you know, those feelings that you have I had them too and I still cringe a little bit at times I'm like oh Um, but it's because of our conditioning and the way we've been taught to think by not just our parents but society as well so you know we've been taught that it's it's not good enough to need to rest or it's not good enough you know you're not doing anything if you're taking a day off or something like that but actually 
you know, it's in those times of rest, as long as you're still doing your, you know, what you have to do in business, that creativity flows. Usually your business starts to, you know, um, actually integrate a little bit um, and and things start to to feel a lot better. And if you're, you know, if you're not resting, if you're not honoring your body, you're just going to burn out at some point in time. And that's what a lot of women who, you know, in business who are hustling in the masculine energy all the time, that's what happens. They burn out or they just get to the point where they say, fuck it, it's too hard. I, I don't want to do it anymore. And so you need to find something that works for you. And it's going to be different for each woman. But, you know, having structure and stuff in place under the underneath the, the surface is going to help you um, embody everything else. Yeah, brilliant. So what would you say if if someone's watching this and they're like, oh, well, how do I know? Because it's a it's a very it's a hard thing because like everything else in the world tells you keep going, push harder. This is it. You gotta make the most of it. How do you how do you identify and say that's what's happening to me? Oh, I'm in my masculine energy. How would someone recognize? Well, I, I would start to question how you feel about even the word feminine energy. Like, how do you feel about being feminine? You know, that's what it's kind of come down to. Notice your thoughts, even like if you're listening to this, what, what you're thinking as I'm saying it. Because if you're going no or ew or something like that, it's, it's you know, it's probably going to be that you're in your masculine energy most of the time because it's that's what you've been conditioned to do. If you're constantly hustling, if you experience, so some of the common signs in the body that women experience who have sat in their masculine energy a lot, there's other things as well that come into play here. But, um, you know, women who experience anxiety a lot are often in their masculine energy because they're constantly pushing. Um, uh, and there's this fear under the surface as well a lot of women experience now um, female reproductive issues endometriosis as i said there's more that comes into play here but it's it's starting to link to masculine energy as well um, and you know picos and all of that type of stuff in unexplained infertility <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i think I've, my entire life has been masculine energy looking back and yeah, I'm like, yeah, that's so me. Was mine. Me. So yeah. mine. But you know, you can start to change. And if you're already changing at home, it's it's baby steps. You don't have to suddenly go and, you know, whatever, be a totally feminine woman. It's it's whatever works for you. But it's about recognizing what works for you. So yeah, it's the hustle, it's the body stuff that comes up. Um, it is um, if you're in exhaustion or that chronic fatigue type state, it's usually that, you know, your body's been in masculine energy a lot and you need to rest. Um, it can show up in your relationship if there's no sex drive there anymore, if there's no passion, if there's no connection, have a look at, you know, your, your dynamics between the two of you. Um, you know, is he more feminine not in looks or anything but just the way he acts is he more like a man child and are you more like his mum um that's you're in your masculine right so it's like if it's you've okay. said to your friend or you've had that whole joke and it says three how many kids do you have and you go three but it's actually four that should be like a yeah. red flag that should be instantly like we need to look at well, what happens and I've been there is we blame the man right because he's not stepping up but actually you're at fault yeah. as well because you're doing everything for him so you know let there that be a period of time where years. 10 years going, why won't you step up? Why won't you take care of us? And then I realised it was that one conversation with a coach and she's like, well, why would he? You're handling everything. And I went, no, this is not my fault. And she's like, maybe we should look at that. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. And then the minute I just yeah. went, was it the teach a man to fish, feed a man to fish? Uh, yes, yeah, something like fish, that. It's one fish for one day if you just let him figure out how to fish. That's right. And he'll feed himself forever. It's just like, okay, let's take the same approach with our relationship and, like, everything got better. Ah, and and it's often for women letting go of control is hard because you the man the man is going to do things differently at home to what we do 
it doesn't make it wrong or right. It's just like, okay, like you got to back away and say that's he's going to deal with that today and he can clean it up or whatever it is, you know, they yeah. might. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm all for it. <laughs> I remember the first time I had to, I had to like, I took a right step back and I said, I got, you, you, I need you to handle the shopping. And he's like, well, have you got a list? And I said, no, but I mean, you look at the pantry and plan some meals for this week. It was like four trips to the shops to get, like he, got, he would get home and then be like, Fuck, I forgot this. But I just hands off. They didn't say anything. There was no comments. And it was no like, well, we'll see how hard it is. It was just like, just let him figure it out. And now it's a normal part of our life that he's yeah, like, like realise that men are actually a lot more capable than we're giving them credit for. And they need to be able to, I, I think I we're thinking are. that they can't do it or we're thinking that by doing everything for them, we're helping them, but we're really not. We're just mm. doing them a complete disservice. But a lot of men in this age group have also been babied by their mothers, don't forget. So it, it is a bit of um, deconditioning for them as well. So if they've had a mother do everything for them, they've not probably have attracted a woman into their life that is exactly like that, that's going to do everything for them. So it can be a big shift um, and there has to be, you know, the conversations like you're having and you have to have that grace period where, okay, things aren't going to be like what they were for a while, but that's okay. But, you know, eventually when you come out the other side, it's like, oh, you've got a masculine man now. <laughs> yes, it is. It's so sexy. It's like I'll go through the, the drama now to avoid being like in my parents' position, like nearly in their 70s. And my dad's like, well, mum was out this afternoon, so she wasn't home to cook dinner. And I'm like, you're a big boy and you know where the friends <laughs> are. Like, what are you doing here? And it's like, okay, I'll go through the uncomfortable conversations and stuff now to avoid yes. that sad reality of the future yeah yeah unfortunately like our parents sort of age it's probably a little too late for most of them but we can change it um and we're going to get so many benefits and so will our kids you know i've got two boys and i'm like i don't want them to be mummy's boys who can't do anything for themselves even though that's how i started as a mum, i did everything and you know whatever but now i mean they're only three and five still so i have had to make small changes but you know, I'm like, well, you can do things like you, you've got hands, you've got legs, you, you know, I'm not here to do everything. I'm not a slave for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just about, yeah, um, deconditioning ourselves along the way and learning. And it, there's no right or wrong way. It's just relaxing a little bit, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's uh, that is the hardest thing. Yeah. My hardest thing ever is actually relaxing. Like I don't even know what that looks like. I don't know if it's ADHD, but I do not know what thing. Ah looks like or feels like I'm always even if I'm watching a tv show I'm doing something else I've always got to be doing things so I'm still struggling with the relaxing I'm also struggling with the trusting and I feel like a lot of the women I've spoken to are struggling with actually trusting anyone else to actually be there for them support them Mm. and so how do you think like that feeling of trust ties into the safety and certainty that we're actually seeking like we're seeking this so much yeah. Then we've also got our walls up so high to stay strong mm. and protect ourselves that we're not allowing ourselves to have what we want. Well, that's that's the thing. So as women, we have put up walls, most of us, and I had huge walls on the inside of like, you know, um, when you're in your masculine energy, you're hyper-independent a lot of the time. You do everything yourself. You know, you can't rely on other people because I just do it better myself. Um, so it's about looking at your own walls and how can you begin to to drop them a little bit and it doesn't have to be all at once because that's probably too much but it's like how can I get a little more vulnerable and that's the thing vulnerability has been seen to be a bad thing as well but 
in your vulnerability as a woman, there's so much strength, right? So how can you begin to knock your walls down or at least lower them a little bit at a time to actually let someone in to, to prove to you that they can be there, that they can support you, that they can be trustworthy. So you also have to, you know, trust your own intuition because if you're letting every person in, you know, people are going to, not everyone's, you know, that person you can trust, right? So trust your intuition, but let your walls down slowly over time and, and you know, start to look at, okay, this is my issue. I don't trust people. Why? It's probably coming back to your childhood. Something's happened. But it's like, how can I, you know, trust my man, if it's your man initially, how can I trust him a little more? What can I do to build the trust within me? Because it's not probably the man's issue, your partner's issue. It's probably yours. Um, so it's about looking at what's going on under the surface and say, is it really true that I can't trust everyone? Or is it really true that I can't trust, you know, whatever your partner's name is? Is it really true? And, and start poking holes in that belief that you can't trust everyone. Because the reality is lots of people are trustworthy, you know, and lots of people have the best intentions. It's just we've got to let them in. Um, and that's and a so hard many of us do. women, are, we're holding little versions of like eight-year-old us where we told our best friend that we had a crush on a boy and then the best friend told the boy and we're like, that's it, I'm never trusting anyone again. And it's like realising that little eight-year-old version of me who got laughed at on the playground by the boy she liked is is controlling the whole adult 30-year-old version of me. Yeah. It's quite sad once we realise that. Yeah, it is. And, and that's the thing. The things that come up with our walls is the little girl in us. It's the, the inner child that's been hurt. It's the inner child that's been embarrassed or the inner ch- child, you know, that has experienced some shit in the past. She comes up when we put the walls up and it's like, no, no, I'm, I'm a little girl again. Please don't hurt me. Um, I can't you know, I can't be hurt again. But the reality is you're also blocking yourself from all of the good stuff when your walls are up. You're bro- blocking yourself from true connection with your partner, with friends, with anyone. You know, you're blocking yourself to true love. Like when you're vulnerable with your partner, there is so much love that can come up in that. You know, I'm not saying your relationship's not great if you've got walls up. Well, maybe. But you know, <laughs> you you might not realize it's not your, as good as it could be. Yeah. Not as good as it could be, right? So if you let your wall down and just truly bear your soul to this person who, you know, supposedly is your person, you know, what like you would hope that then the person is your person and holds that, you know, holds you there and and really lets you, you know, say or do whatever you need to do. And you know, if you're not with the right person, you'll find out, you'll know. Um, you know, I wasn't with the right person. And when I was in my masculine energy, you know, he, the father of my children, um, I'm not bagging him at all, but he, you know, I was the woman who did everything in the house um, as well as working. And he was the man that sat there and watched TV. You know, there was no sexual chemistry between us anymore. There was no nothing. Uh, He just sat there like my father did, I guess, as a kid um, and did nothing. Um, now having left him, he's had to step up and he's, you know, doing everything with the kids and he's, you know, he's, I'm not saying you have to leave your partners, but it's about realizing that that was my fault. That a lot of it, why our relationship was like it was, I was just controlling and, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about radical responsibility in this group. So that's fantastic. Thank you for sharing. (laughs) I think that how that ties into the money mindset work is like, I see like, there used to be a bricks works in our town with this massive whole like furnace, huge chimney thing. It was all bricks. And the way I see it is when women are like inside their little brickworks tower, 
the walls are up so high. It's like we've pushed one brick out and we're like, I want to receive all the money in abundance. And we just got this little space that we're just like, I just this, I don't want to receive compliments or support or anything else in my life. I'm not open to receiving anything else because I don't trust anyone. But please send all the money through this tiny brick hole. (laughs) And the universe is up there like, no. No, how about we pull the tower down and then I'll see if I can send it all to you. That's exactly <laughs> right. So, yeah, if you pull your tower down in, you know, even if you pull it down brick by brick, you are inviting in the abundance for everything um, and it opens up your energy. So, again, when you're in your more feminine energy, you're more open, you're more empathetic, you're more, you know, uh, you attract more people into your life because you just have this natural sort of, you know, a true feminine woman people want to be near because she's just comfortable in her skin she you know she puts herself out there um she she's okay with people you know she's comfortable with people giving her compliments she's okay with accepting all of the money and everything else that comes into her life because she knows that she's worthy of it and that's what it comes down to as well are you worthy of everything including you know the compliments including everything you can't just have money you got to have get it all <laughs> I feel like is that something that ties in because so many women struggle with the am I worthy am I enough and it's maybe that disconnect between when we're using the am I worthy am I enough by the benchmark of how much at the masculine benchmark of like how much action have I taken how much money have I made how far am I progressing how successful we constantly are going am I enough am I worthy if you step into learning about this feminine side and become like that's when you start to go, I am worthy and enough just because I am. Because being yeah. a woman, being this vessel, enough. being the receiver is enough. Do you feel like maybe, well, I'm saying do you feel like, but now I'm having the light bulb moment where I'm like, I think this is what's going on for <laughs> everyone. Oh, and for many people it is. Like every woman I've worked with one-on-one has had an underlying belief that they're not good enough or they're not worthy in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes it's linked to being a woman, sometimes just linked to being a person. But often it is, you know, as a woman or as, you know, growing up, it hasn't been enough for them to be a woman. You know, maybe maybe their parents were like, oh, you know, you're just a girl or you can't do that because you're a girl. You know, my dad used to say that, you can't go do that sport because you're a girl. I'm like, fuck you, I'm going to go do it anyway. Um, So, you know, I was that person. So that's why I, you know, I ended up in masculine because I was proving to my dad I could do everything. But actually, oh, as a woman, yeah. <laughs> like you can't do that. It's like, bitch, watch me. That's basically my entire life, my entire business. Everything has just been built on yes. watch me. Fucking challenge accepted. That's right. <laughs> and and it works to a point, but there will be a point where it's like I'm fucking tired, or I've just had enough. And in the like, if you get to the point where you're just like, all right, my business is at the point now where I kind of just take a break and just breathe and relax and let it just flow for a little while. Watch as more money comes in or more business or something because you've done the hard work, right? We still have to do the hard work at the at the start. Um, but it's about realizing that you, your business, everything is good enough just as it is, as long as you're putting in the hard work still. I don't want to say that you still don't do the hard work. Yeah, it's taking inspired action. It's not so much this, this this thing of hard work. It's consistency in building momentum to then be able to catch the momentum when it comes and that yep. taking inspired action rather just than just like clocking the hours. Yes, I feel like that's, that's the fun. shift that we need to have, Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting, actually. So right. setting your work, like work day doesn't, you know, if you work for yourself, say for me, I have set days that I'll have clients. But if I don't have clients on that day and I don't have actually any work to do, I just don't work. And that's fine. You know, that's okay. Um, I will do some behind the scenes stuff if I have, you know, inspired creativity, something coming up. But if I don't, I'm okay now with, okay, I'm just going to have, you know, this hour or two hours or whatever it is just to go do something for myself or whatever it is because right now 
I don't have to hustle. You know, tomorrow I'll be back on deck and that's yeah. okay. Yeah. I had this weird shift over the weekend where I've, I've been hustling for a couple of weeks because it's December and I've got, I'm pretty much fully booked for coaching for January for next year for the next six months. I mean, yeah. this weird limbo where I've got like, all this time on my hand, but no active clients and everything's just happening. Everyone's everyone's got their appointments booked for January, February, just yep. sitting here twiddling my thumbs. And so I went into like hustle mode, stressed myself out, yep. crying panic attacks, and then went to an event on the weekend where I was like, just take a few weeks off, just enjoy it. It's okay. Yep. Just take a break. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go home. I'm just going to take a break for a few weeks. I'm not going to stress too much. Opened my inbox the next morning. There was like 14 inquiries coming through. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this works. Every time I'm in it where I start to relax and enjoy my life, I make more money than ever. And yes. then it's like I get lost in all the other stuff and I start hustling and writing these big to-do lists and trying to take care of everything and control everything. And yeah. I don't call in the clients. So it's like I need a post-it note on my forehead to just say fucking relax and it will all happen. <laughs> Well, that's right. So you still got the structure and everything under the surface, right? But when you do relax and just let it flow a little bit, that's when they're coming into you. And that's amazing. Like that's it's magic. That's isn't just it? Like it doesn't logically well make done. sense. So we can't, well I feel like women, we're just like, no, I don't understand the logic of it instead of just going, how about we're magic and it gets to be magic. <laughs> I think women, you just have to be comfortable with not understanding everything with women because women are just not, we're not logical beings. And that's great. <laughs> I love yeah. it. It's like that like intuition, the, the, isn't it? Like when you know your friend's about to call or you know, you just know, you wake up 10 minutes before your kid vomits. That can't be explained. Right. That can't be quantified in the middle of the night while you suddenly wake up. So let's maybe let's stop trying to deeply understand and spreadsheet. Yeah, and, yeah and I would say let go of understanding and, and just trust yourself. So trust your intuition, trust your body. You know, if you're listening to this and it's like, well, I, I don't know still if I'm in my feminine or masculine energy, just just trust what you feel. You'll know deep down what's going on. And again, it's just about peeling layers back one by one. Start by looking at how you feel when you think about being feminine, um, you know, how you feel about your man or a masculine man or just men in general, you know, uh, how you feel about trusting people. Um, relaxing is a good way to begin to embrace your femininity. So, you know, what's little ways you can embrace your femininity? It is relax when you can. It is, um, you know, self-care type practices it is um listening to your intuition uh, so they're like the, the little things there's heaps of stuff though that you can do to begin to practice uh, i guess being feminine so what did that type of healing journey look like for you when you first started to go okay i'm gonna release some of this masculine expectation and how how do i step into my feminine what did that kind of look like for you well for me i i did work um with hypnotherapists and coaches other ones to helped me reframe the the beliefs that I had from childhood around femininity and women. So I had a lot of hardcore beliefs in there that women were weak and all of this. Um, and it came down to, you know, the my mother and father's relationship and that's okay. Um, but yeah, I had to do that first. Um, then I just took baby steps. So for me, it was, I, I consciously decided to dress differently. So I used to be all about tight black jeans and, you know, um, whatever, tight things all the time and uh, then I never wore dresses and never wore skirts ever <laughs> and I was like okay I'm going to start to wear dresses and I know that's a very symbolic thing but it's like okay in a dress you know women look feminine right so I was like I'm going to do that I'm going to go wear dresses and then I started to change colors I'm like okay I'm going to start to wear pink a little more Ugh. <laughs> 
I'm like, I'm going to do the dresses, but I'm still a black girl. <laughs> that, that's fine. Like, and that's fine. But this, this is what happened for me. So I started yeah. to do little things that you think, okay, they don't play much part, but they actually do play a huge part in the, like in the overall scheme of things. So I started to dress differently over time. I started to, what else did I do after doing the mindset work? Um, I started to look at my own walls. I, I, I was aware that they were there. Um, and I started to um, journal about, you know, what was going on in the inside and how I was feeling. So really just bringing it up to the surface and being okay with what was there. Um, we, with my kids, I started to release control. I'm still working on that one a little bit. The hardest. <laughs> um, <laughs> release control. Um, so, yeah, just things like that. And then I, I guess for for me, it's really um, shown that I did step into my feminine energy because then I attracted a masculine man into my life, like the most masculine man you could ever see. Give you me just a lumberjack. One day and yeah. I'm like, I was like, <laughs> holy fuck, they do exist. <laughs> Yeah, and like in masculine in all ways. So in the way he thinks, in the way he behaves, but he's also, you know, not a wounded masculine man. It's like you do the work, you can improve your current relationship or you can call in eventually the right masculine man for you. And um, I'm living proof that it actually happens. <laughs> yeah, I would love to actually touch on that if you've got a second about that wounded masculine and healed masculine because I know that's the type of thing where women, our experience is often only with that that immature boy even though they might be 40 and so we're kind of like how the hell could I surrender to that how the hell could I trust that how the hell could I actually be safe around that and it's like I don't think they know that there's another option (laughs) that there's different versions of this there is so I guess what we have been brought up to see is the wounded masculine it is you know aggressive men it is men who are men children it is men who want to be seen as powerful but no one really trusts you know what they're saying it is men who can't make decisions it is men who um you know are still the men that are like at their beck and call uh, like of their mother the men who run to their mother all the time they're they're wounded um that's a huge um, red flag if you're in the middle of doing it and his mum calls and he stops to answer pack pack your shit you're out of there (laughs) It is. And if you're in a relationship with a man like this, it's just about starting to bring it to his attention too. He has to want to do some healing work too um, to get to the point where, um, you know, he's not wounded or not resorting to being a little boy anymore. Um, But it's also about recognising there are men out there that are uh, healed um, and that are just truly masculine. And I would say don't let down your walls too much with the wounded masculine because uh, you are probably going to get hurt. Uh, in some way, shape or form Um, with a truly, you know, healed or healthy masculine man. It's like you just feel supported no matter what. They are just there for you. They they just hold you like you wouldn't believe. Like, and I've never felt that before until recently. And it's like, oh, fuck. Like you can just, I can do or say anything and I know that he's just there. (laughs) Yeah. That's Um, so funny you said safe because I've noticed I keep like folding into my husband for a hug and I keep going like, "Mm, safe place. And he's like, what the fuck are you saying? And I'm just like, I don't know. I just said it. It's a safe place. I don't know what to say here. It's a little bit creepy. I don't care. Safe place. But that's it. That's you being vulnerable as well, though. That's awesome, right? So the more you can, like, you know, just fold into him, it's like the more you feel safe with him, the more your walls are going to come down as well. Um, So that's it. If you don't naturally feel safe with your man, then there's something going on with him as well. Um, And that's, you know, hard to deal with, but um, he has to want to tend to whatever's going on in in him as well. But Mm -hmm. if you do feel safe with him, then it's about, you know, surrender, surrender to him. 
Um, and, you know, in the in the bedroom type stuff, that's where you'll see all the benefits as well. It's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the masculine man in the bedroom steps up as well. He is the ravisher. He, he tends to your needs. He does not just want to, you know, be done in five seconds and just get what he needs from it. He'll ravish you until you're done and then... And done and, then, and done and done again. And then, yeah, then it's like. But that's the thing. That's, yeah. So as, as a feminine woman, you have to be able to surrender in the bedroom as well. And, and you know, you will benefit. <laughs> yes, benefit so many times. So what does that, if we, <laughs> to, to paint a picture for the women who, who didn't even realise that there was another option for this, yes. this healed masculine, what does that kind of look like? Now that I think I like, I can see certain elements. In a of man? Yeah. Yeah. What does that look like? Um, so a man who is a you know a healthy masculine man, he will be a natural leader. Uh, so people he won't be out there telling people to follow him. People will want to follow him um, because he's just that person. He won't be asserting his power. He is just naturally a powerful person, and that's often for wounded women. Um, you know, and I was a wounded woman for a long time. It's like that's that's intimidating when a man is very direct and very assertive. But actually, we need men like that to to step up. He will be able to speak his truth very easily and it can come across as quite blunt. He's not trying to hurt anyone when he speaks, though. He's just speaking his truth. Um, and that's, you know, something that you need to differentiate between a wounded masculine man and then a healthy masculine man. The wounded one will say something to bite at you, whereas the healthy one will just say something because that's what he believes. Um, it's not to hurt you. It's just what he truly believed in that. They are, the healthy ones are, okay with their feminine side they will cry like a masculine man can cry because he's integrated his feminine you know feminine energy within there and he's fine with his emotions so that's really weird as well it's like shit he's like the man that I like I'm saying he's so masculine let he can cry yeah <laughs> so and that's I think too. the distinction is that that's from a place of like his emotions not as a manipulative tactic oh, I feel like that's no. very much the boy yeah no, there's no I'll cry to get the toy I want Oh, yeah, no, there's no manipulation at all in a healthy masculine man. It is just he's, yeah, he's just in his own power and he's, you know, usually they have a healthy masculine man. I'm reading the Superior Man book at the moment, but they usually have a purpose or a mission in in their life and they are very focused on that. Um, so you need to be aware of that as well with a healthy masculine man. They're very driven, um, but they are also very um, in tune with their woman and they will ravish you in all ways, shapes and form. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, you'll know. <laughs> yeah. So obviously with the, with the like, he, what is it, wounded and healed in the masculine, that's great because I think so, that's going to blow so many women's minds. Obviously there's a flip side of that with the feminine. There would be a. Yes. A we are wounded, wounded or healed, healed as well. Or we couldn't be in between. Like you can be on a healing journey still and have some wounded stuff. I, I'm pretty sure I've still got wounded stuff in me and I've done a shitload of healing. But yeah. Uh, so a, a wounded woman, you know, will be, you will have things around control. You have things around that if someone says something, you, you know, you get all offended uh, or you take it personally very easily. You don't feel worthy. Um, you know, if you've uh, got some wounds in there, you will resort to being like a child at times. Um uh, also, the way you, if you try to manipulate your man or anyone else in, you know, the silent treatment or anything like that, um, that can be a sign that there's something under the surface that needs to be tended to. When you're, when you've, um, you know, you're comfortable and you're 
healed again there's it's a journey that's a lifetime journey but there's no arrival really, it's a journey yeah, yeah. there's no arrival point but when you're a little more healed um you you know you can speak your truth you're not afraid to say what you need to say and you're not saying it again to hurt anyone but um it's just your truth uh, you can surrender to a man in a way that um it's not that you can't be a leader again but you can surrender and just feel comfortable being a supportive person um you again your relationships with your parents will show as well if you're still always wanting to please your parents particularly your mother usually there's signs that there's you know something going on under the surface um you know i'm still pulling that apart in my um, relationship with my mum, but there's stuff in that as well <laughs> there's literally all my clients are like mummy problems <laughs> all of them at the moment i'm like okay so what shows up in your clients is something you need to work on my, maybe my mum and that's right time. and usually it's, it's a reflection of what you've got going, going on yeah, yeah. we're going to deal with that <laughs> maybe but there's plenty therapist. there's plenty of books on the the masculine and feminine energy now starting to come out if the for the masculine side it's the the way of the superior man is the probably the best one i've read i'm reading that at the moment um there's lots on feminine stuff i'll see if i can um I'll send you some after show now. I just can't that would remember. Be great. I just, I'm just putting head. that in the comments, the, the way of the yeah. man, because I know I've recommended and what I've read, I reread every year, The Queen's Code by Alison Armstrong and most oh, of her oh, books. And yes. I recommend those highly, one. but I'm, I would love more book yeah. recommendations for myself and everyone around this would love that. And there's heaps of stuff on, um, inst on social media these days as well. So there's heaps of yeah. good like people that are really, really, that's all they promote is the feminine and the masculine yeah. stuff. Yeah, vet those carefully because um, once again I've gone into a research rabbit hole with like, I'm going to learn all about this and then I've clicked onto some that's like, you know, do your hair in this style as, as, as protect, like, oh, learn no. about the feminine energy but it's in a way to like, here's how to use that to attract a man or like um, here's how to, and I'm just like, I don't want to learn how to be feminine for a man. I want to learn how to be feminine yeah, for okay. me. So it's yeah, if you have any other strong. Instagram people, I've obviously your page, but yep. if you have anyone you would suggest following for this type yeah, of Yeah, I'll, I'll send them through because I have a few good ones. But then there's also the side that a lot of the feminine, um, oh, there's two sides, but there's, there's the polarity stuff as well that's coming up on, on social media. So polarity is all about the sexual chemistry um between the masculine and the feminine so there's a lot around that as well um and again you don't have to be feminine for to attract a man it's just it's it's going to benefit you in so many ways and shapes and forms so um yeah i'll send some through yeah i love that and i think that's called highlighted so much and i've kind of realized like lately like yeah when my husband makes a decision and i'm just like oh hi <laughs> hello <laughs> And it's Good, just like, it? we're not, it's nothing about the six packs or the abs or certain like straight no. teeth in a man anymore. Just like, don't ask me where we're going to dinner. Tell me where we're going to dinner. Tell me. That's Underwear right. off. Like that'll work every time. It's this funny thing. Okay yeah, that's the thing. You've got to be okay with that. And the more you're okay with it, the better it is, right? So some women will be like, oh no, I don't want you to make the decision. I've got to go do that. So yeah, that's awesome. I love it. That I'm having this big shift, whereas before I'd be like, I'll make the decision and control everything. And now, yeah, if it decides what we're doing or tells me where we're going, it's like, oh, uh, you? I love it. Uh, yeah. and the sexual chemistry will just be upping then for you guys. Yeah. So and I feel like, awesome. like if you didn't know that this was even a thing, if you didn't know about feminine and masculine energy types, once you're aware of this, not just for yourself and your own healing, but then you can start to see in others the way that they're acting isn't that person wasn't being rude to you because of something you did. It, yeah. They're literally experiencing things at a completely different level. It's like what I teach with the wealth personality profiles, which is the topic for this month. 
learning about the profiles is great. Learning about your own challenges and weaknesses and, and things to work on is great. But the real point of it is going, my brain works differently to other people's brains. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm in a different state. And it's that self-compassion, not only for yourself, but understanding that everyone's going through their own shit. Yes. And it just makes things less personal in a good way, in a way that you're yeah, in everything else. Yeah, definitely. And, and it will always come back to, for a lot of people who are still stuck in, you know, sort of how they respond is resorting to childhood, what they experience in childhood. Um, and it's about recognising that generally when people do things, it's it's not ever about you. It's just about them and what they've got going on. So, yeah, there's a lot in that. So the more aware you become of not just the feminine energy, but just the way people are acting, um, the, the more it's going to benefit you because you can sort of play in with it and not let it affect you so much as, um, you know, what we traditionally women, we we let we take things personally. So you don't have to yeah. do that anymore. It's like we've got every single person in the room's emotions and baggage they're dealing with and we're just like picking up all the bags and trying to hold them and carry them like, don't worry, guys, I'll take it all for you. And then we're just falling in a heap and just, yeah, needing a vacation. Well, That's why. <laughs> Stop picking well, up all the baggage. I have a similar analogy to that I say to my clients with women who always are taking other people's stuff. It's like imagine someone comes up to you with a bag of their dog poo and they're like, here, take this poo. I don't want it anymore. And you're like, yeah, no worries. Thank you. I'll take that poo. Instead of doing that, just say, no, take your poo and put it in the bin over there. That's your Fine. poo. You do with the poo. poo. Yeah. <laughs> like don't keep it. Go put it in the bin. But I don't want it. So, yeah, That's definitely. a fantastic analogy. Oh, I feel like I'm nearly our hour's gone so fast. This has been such a fun chat. I can't wait to get remastered into a podcast down the track as well. So where can people find you and learn more about this work from you? Because you're obviously doing a bunch of different things. You're not just like the feminine and masculine energy coach. You've got so much going on, which is amazing to watch. What would be the next step for someone interested in finding out more about what you do? Uh, well, probably social media at this point in time. I haven't kept my website up to date at this point in time. <laughs> uh, I've got some work to do there. But uh, no, social media, so Instagram um, or Facebook. I'm there on Facebook, but Instagram for sure. Uh, I'm now on TikTok as well, um, but uh, <laughs> and getting slaughtered, by the way. Um, slaughtered? <laughs> for my opinions on, on the generational healing, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I have a TikTok too about spicy, kinky things, and it definitely triggers a few people. So, yeah, well, I'm, just, I'm at the point now I'm like, I just don't even read the comments. Don't even. I don't read the comments either. Not the vibe. Just no, post so, yeah, and Instagram, then turn off. Yeah. <laughs> same with me. I'm good with that. Yeah, so Instagram if, or or email, um, I can send you through. Well, you've got my email anyway. Um, yeah, what we do is I'll click Even if it's just questions or Post anything, up. I'm happy to chat anytime. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. This has been brilliant. So honoured that you could um, come and share all this wisdom with us. I've certainly not learned been, a lot. Sorry, not being linear, sorry. We went all over, but. That's a, I think this is my new tagline. There's magic in the tangents because I swear, like I'll have the best notes written ever, completely squirrel brain and start talking about something else. And then that's, I'll get all these inboxes like what you said in this section. I'm like, I didn't even plan that. There's magic <laughs> in the tangents and we'll just let it be magic there. And that's feminine going with the flow, right? Exactly. Oh, this would be brilliant. That's right. I'm never going to write a list of questions for an interview ever again. I'm just going to fully stay in my feminine and Go with the flow. Love that. It's less work for me. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Have an amazing day, hon, and I will speak to you really soon. No worries. Thanks, Shona. Thank you Thanks. so much Bye. for listening to this episode of the Sexy Selfish Mums Manifesting Wealth podcast. As always, we would love to hear your feedback on Instagram. So slide on into my DMs or share a story with this episode, any feedback or questions you have. 
And if you'd like to find out more about the Elite membership, either send me a DM on Instagram or head on over to our website and learn more about our 12-month mastermind for women in business ready to unlock the inner wealthy woman and create a business that allows you impact and income from a place of alignment and integrity. It's fucking amazing and I would love to have you a part of it. Um, enjoy. Enjoy.